Hi, I'm Doug the Neighbor, and welcome to my podcast coming to you from the Possum Trot Studios here in awesome Austin, Texas. And today we have a very, very special guest. I've been trying to get him to be here at the Possum Trot Studios for some time because of his job discipline for live and living here in awesome Austin, Texas. Mr. Dominique Galindo, and we will be chatting with him in just a minute. To our podcast listeners around the world, you know that we do a little bit of housekeeping, so we'd like to make sure that Jojo Bear, our vice president in charge of production and drinking all the Dr. Pepper, is here in attendance. We could not function without Jojo Bear. Now let's get on over to the weather window. It's cloudy today here in awesome Austin, Texas, but it's about 65 degrees. You do need a spring coat. It's, it's a little bit cool, but it's always sunny in our hearts in here in awesome Austin, Texas. Now the sports quote for today What can I tell you? The Cowboys are at home. That is a very, very sad moment in life when the Cowboys are at home during the playoffs. But baseball spring training is less than a month away. Pitchers and catchers, the sweetest words in the English language for our glorious Texas Rangers. Now, let's move on to... Our shopping tip for today, Bluebell Ice Cream. You can get two pints of Bluebell Ice Cream at the CVS for $5. That's a very good deal, actually. And that is the Bluebell Ice Cream price index for our shopping uh, shoppers who listen to the uh, Doug the Neighbor podcast. Coming to you from awesome Austin, Texas. Now... We are very, very happy. We have our Dr. Pepper here and our special guest, Dominic Galindo. Dominic, glad to have you here. Thanks, Doug. Good to have you here. (laughs) Now, I have tried to get you here ever since we chatted on the phone, and uh, here you are at the Possum Trot Studios. Glad to have you here. (laughs) Yeah, no problem. Thank you. Thanks for having me. (laughs) Now, you have your Dr. Pepper here. Cheers. 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 This is good. All right. A great product from Waco, Texas. We love it. Now, Let's just go through a few questions here, Dominic. Uh, is it Dominic or Dom? How do people refer to you? It's um, in a formality. They call me Dominic, but you know, in short, once you get to know me, they call me Dom. Call you Dom. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Now, uh, Dominic Galindo, are you named after your father or your grandfather, Dominic? No, actually, I was not. Oh, oh okay. Yeah, I was just... just Dominic, and that's it. That's it. Uh, okay, that's, that's very interesting. That was very interesting. Now, where were you born? Austin, Texas. Born and raised. Born and raised in Austin, awesome Austin, Texas. That would make you a purple unicorn. They're very, very rare here. <laughs> we have been flooded with people from around the country, and uh, so that makes you very rare. Yeah, yeah. A lot of people are like, like "Where are you from?" Like, "I'm, I'm from here." Yeah, uh, you don't look like from here. And like, yeah, I was born here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was born here. Do you know which hospital you were born at? Brackenridge. 
Brackenridge. Okay, mm-hmm. Brackenridge. Oh, that's yeah. great. That's great. Now, have you ever done your DNA? No, I have not. As much as I want to do it, is I want to try to get it done as soon as possible. Get it done as soon as possible. Yeah. And what do you think or what do you feel? Any family history? Well, growing up, I always thought I was Italian, but... Uh... I got hit on the head when I was getting my hair cut by my aunt. She told me that uh, we're actually Spaniards. So Spaniards? Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. So to the DNA would clarify this. Yeah, it would. Oh, that, that's, that's great. Now, how did your family get to Austin? So That's a funny question because uh, my mom is from Victoria, Texas, and uh-huh. my dad was born in Long Island, New York. Your dad was born in Long Island. Yeah. Well, Doug the neighbor lived in New York City for many, many years. He was, what part of Long Island was he from? I have no idea, but I know he was from the island. But then after they were, he was born, they actually moved to Las Vegas. To Las Vegas? Where my aunt was born. And then they moved back to Austin, Texas, where my parents met. Oh my gosh, that's a great story. And the <laughs> DNA would, uh, and family history would clarify some of this stuff. Yeah. That's a great, great story. Now, uh, I have introduced you to Jojo Bear, our uh, vice president in charge of production and (laughs) drinking all the Dr. Pepper around here. Uh, Did you ever have a teddy bear when you were growing up? Actually, no, but I did have a dog or several dogs growing up. Um, Uh I would say Max was probably the most loyal dog that I had. Max, okay. (laughs) It was a golden retriever. Golden Retriever, yeah. great dogs. Uh, Doug the Neighbor and the Possum Trot Studios love dogs, and we always enjoy We love all animals, but we love dogs. Mm. Okay, Max, the Golden Retriever, okay. Now, when you were growing up, did you have a nickname or anything like that? Just Dom? Just Dom. Dom, just Dom? Yeah, just yeah. Dom. Yeah. Oh, oh, okay. Now, where'd you go to high school? I went to high school in Del Valley, Texas, just across the street from Bergstrom Air Force Base. Del Valley... Texas, which is just outside of Austin, right? Correct. Correct. Down by the airport, right? Right. That's right. now the airport now. Not now the airport. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Del Valley High School. Now, were you the Lions, Tigers, or Bears? No, we were the Cardinals. Cardinals. Ah. <laughs> the Fighting Cardinals. Fighting Cardinals. <laughs> yeah. Go Cardinals. <laughs> now, you're a pretty big guy. Were you in the choir or football or I actually, soccer? I played sports. I, I actually played sports, but I was actually less than half the size that I am now when I was in high You're school. You're a big guy. You look like a yeah, big guy I'm, now. I'm six foot, 250 pounds, but I was 99 pounds my freshman year. So And, and you, pl- scr- you played football. I was pretty scrawny. Yeah, what position did you play? <laughs> I, would, I would say either cornerback or wide receiver. Or, or must have been pretty fast. you got to be pretty fast for those positions. Yeah, I'm, I don't consider myself too fast, but I did run pretty quick. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, any broken bones during high school no, playing No football? broken bones. No broken, thank God. Oh, that's good. That's good. Now, when you were in high school, did you have a job while you were in high school? No, but I did work in the summertime with my dad because he had his own construction business. Oh, oh so during the summer and yeah. uh, and the construction business uh, keeps you keeps you pretty busy. Your dad had his own construction company. Yeah, growing up, he had his own construction but uh, business, and uh, that's where I would learn how to do what I do now. Oh, oh, okay, and we'll get to that later, and that's why we're really looking forward to interviewing you, uh, to having you as a guest here at the Possum Trot Studios. Now, uh, as in high school, uh, working for your dad's construction company, what was the name of the construction company? 
Uh, his construction company name was Gonzalez Construction. Gonzalez Construction. Mm -hmm. And what sort of things would they build? Um, he mainly did foundation installations for uh, residential homes. Uh, foundations, P pouring cement for the um, foundation of... Prep prepping the forms to be set up for concrete, yes. Uh, that's back-breaking hard work. Yes, it was. <laughs> yes, it was. Gonzalez Construction Company. Right. Oh, yeah. okay. All right. Now, uh, and do you remember what you were paid <laughs> in high school? I would think I was paid $5 a day. <laughs> $5 a day? <laughs> yeah. I was back in the uh, late 80s. Uh huh. Early nineties. Yeah, yeah. Five dollars a day. You know, we're, we're, whoa. Okay. <laughs> now, uh, did you have the opportunity to go to college? I actually ended up uh, going into the Air Force. Actually. Oh, so right out of high school, you went into the Air Force. Yes, uh, I waited a few years around see what uh, life had to offer me, but then I decided, you know what, it's not for me. So I decided to join the military. Well, thank you very much for your service, and you went into the Air Force. Correct. Okay, where did you spend boot camp? Where, where do you, where does where do you go in boot camp in the Air, Air Force? Air Force boot camp is located in San Antonio, Texas, on Lackland Air Force Base. Lackland Air Force in yeah. San Antonio just mm -hmm. south of awesome Austin, Texas. Yeah, so the family got to visit me after graduation. So. Oh, that's great. <laughs> that's great. Now, why did you choose the Air Force? Why, 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 why did you choose the Air Force? I actually wanted to get a career field that actually would allow me to be, to allow me to be helped. Sorry about that. Let me get tongue twisted here. Um, the... The job that I actually got was an air traffic control specialist. So also oh, oh, air traffic. You want you wish to be in a, an air traffic controller. Correct. Um, and actually, the Air Force would train you. Correct. And so oh. after I got out of the military, I would have a job to fall on afterwards. So I was actually looking for future tense purposes instead of just for the now. That is very wise thinking. Mm -hmm. Very, very wise thinking. Correct. Now, how long were you in the uh, Air Force? Um, I was just in there just a little over four years. Four years. Mm -hmm. Four years, your commitment. To it. Right. Okay. And then when you got out of the uh, military, uh, out of the Air Force, uh, where, what did you do? What did you, did you have a job as an air traffic controller? Well, I didn't find a job too quickly right after the Air Force as an air traffic controller, so I fell back on something else that I had, which was construction as a background. Which back into construction. Which I got a job right away. Which you got a job right away. Mm -hmm. Now, when you were in the Air Force, did you go to any exotic places, travel the world, or anything that... Uh, I think the most exotic place I uh, got stationed at was Patrick Air Force Base, just an hour south of Daytona Beach, Florida. Oh, okay. So, yeah. and were you actually doing your discipline there? Were you? Yeah, I was actually an air traffic controller at Patrick Air Force Base. Um, we were the support command for Cape Canaveral for the space shuttles. Oh, excellent, excellent. So, I guess you saw a couple of rockets taking off, right? Rockets in the space shuttle. Right now, you have a good deep voice, so it would be perfect for a air traffic controller. And I would only encourage you to, with your voice. And the things we're going to talk about in a minute, uh, have you thought about doing some radio commercials or a podcast similar to what Doug the Neighbor has? You've got a great, great voice. I actually never even gave it a thought, to be honest with you. Oh, okay. <laughs> now, do you sing in the choir at church or anything? No, I do not. Um, but I do play the saxophone on the side. You do play the saxophone. Okay. All right. Mm -hmm. I love that. So mm -hmm. let's talk about that here in just a minute here as we proceed. Now... Uh, <clears throat> 
when you got out of the uh, Air Force and you you came back to awesome Austin, Texas, right? Yes, um, came back home. Came back home. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. Now, uh, do you remember that day that you got out of the military and came back to uh, Austin? I do. I do remember I, when I got out, I stayed behind in Florida just to fill it out a little bit and got to realizing that... Florida was in Texas, so right, I had, right. I had to put my boots back on and my cowboy hat on and come back to Texas. <laughs> <laughs> I'll bet it was the barbecue and the tacos. <laughs> I, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to say so as well. And some great Dr Pepper. <laughs> yeah, Dr Pepper's good. <laughs> yeah, here, let's just have a sip. Okay, there you go. We love that Dr Pepper. Fine product from Waco, Texas. So you came back to Austin after your service for your country in the Air Force. What what did you do then? I looked for a job in air traffic control, which was very difficult. Okay. There is a lot more air traffic controllers out there than you might think. Okay. And a lot less air traffic control towers and positions. Really? That's a very, very interesting uh, factoid. Yeah. That, that there's... There's a long line and a long wait for an air traffic control position. Really? Yeah. So you had to do something to support your family. What did you do? I actually ended up working for a landscaping company. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I ended up working on a landscaping company. And then um, after a year of doing landscaping, um, I realized that I could do it on my own. So I started my own business. So, and that leads us on to what you're doing now. Right. You have your own business. Correct. And what is the name of your business? Valiant Works, LLC. Valiant Works. Works. LLC. LLC. And what do you do? We are a remodeling and general contracting company. Okay, so I call you up and say, Dom, I need uh, to replace some windows, and I want to do a little landscaping, and I need to put in a fence back there. Are you the guy? We do it all. You, you don't have to call anybody else. We are a one-stop shop. Oh, a one-stop shop. And mm -hmm. now how long have you had your business? Uh, I've had my business would be March. I'm sorry. Yeah, March 11th will be my 10th year. Your 10-year ten 10 anniversary, March 11th. Mm -hmm. Oh, very good. Very good. So, it was a long road. <laughs> well, uh, when you're the boss, yeah. it's different. Yes, it is. It's one thing to be working for somebody, and then to be the boss is different. Nobody tells you what to do. That's right. the good thing. Correct. But the bad thing is nobody tells you what to do, and Correct. you've got to go get the work, and then you've got to pay the people. You've got to meet a payroll. Correct. And uh, I wish that they taught more of that attitude <clears throat> in high school and college at how the capitalistic system works and for the betterment of our society. So you are a capitalist. You started off with, what, a, a pickup truck and a couple of shovels or uh, and a hammer? I'm glad you brought that up because that's a, another story in itself. Please tell us. I actually started this business with a weed eater that was given to me. Okay. A, an electric hand blower. A weed eater, a uh, hand blower. And a push mower. And a push mower. And then you had your truck. I did not have a truck. I borrowed my mother's minivan. You borrowed your mother's minivan. Yep, and I had no money in capital. 
I love it. What you did have is you had some energy. That drive, ambition, energy, and I wanted to succeed. That is what America is built on, and that is what awesome Austin, Texas is about. We are the last boomtown in the United <clears throat> States, and we, we see this now, and you will, as we chat on, you're probably seeing it too firsthand with all of the people moving here from Florida, New York, elsewhere, and the boom in construction. Yes, um, it's, how would I say it? Starting out was the probably the best thing I did and the worst thing I did. <laughs> <laughs> you really do sound like the boss. <laughs> Why did I get into this? <laughs> Why did I start? Why didn't I just go get a nine to five job? But I told myself that I wasn't going to work for anybody else. Okay. Great. That was my... That was my inner soul saying, you're not going to work for anybody else. You're going to do it yourself. Now, mm -hmm. either you get up and do it, or you're just going to lie there just like the dog you are. Right, the dog you are. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay, now let's go back over the equipment you had. You had a weed eater that was given to you, mm -hmm. a blower, mm -hmm. and a lawnmower. That's correct. And you borrowed your mom's van. Correct. <laughs> I love it. And, and I landed this commercial contract that was going to pay me $2,500. Right. But I had to get it mowed with a mower. So right. um, I ended up mowing somebody's riding lawnmower, and I finished it in two days, and I gave it back to them, and um, I got paid $2,500. You paid the guy. You borrowed the lawnmower, and you paid him a few bucks, I'm sure. Yeah, I did. That's how the yeah. system works. Correct. You know. And then I got a check, and I saved that money, and then I started getting smaller jobs and uh, saved enough money to pick, buy my first pickup. This is unbelievable. This is unbelievable. This is the entrepreneurial system in America at work. And you're sitting here in the Possum Trot studios talking to Doug the neighbor. You are very inspirational. You served your country as in the Air Force, and now you're making the American dream work. Now, how many employees do you have now, or is construction uh, vary and you bring people in for jobs? How, how does that work? At one point in time, I had 30 employees, and now it's just myself again, because work is fluctuates. Yes, yes. So you get a lot of day labor guys, and then sometimes you want to, you have, a, you want experienced guys who have experience in doing their trade. Right. But you got to be able to have the money to keep them on board. Right. You don't keep them busy, you don't have them. And they go on to somebody else. Right. And they use their skill and they make the money and you don't. Right. So. It's kind of the gig <laughs> attitude. You know, I need a tile guy. Yep. You pay him for the three days work, whatever, the right. job. The lawn guy, the painting guy. And that's, that's where I stand out differently than everybody else. Okay, please tell us. Because general contractors usually contract work out. Right. So he's the main contractor. Then he subs out the tower. He subs out the floor. He subs out the cabinets. He subs right, out. he's the GC, Correct. general contractor. Right. And that's where I come into play, where it's completely different. I do the work. I, I do the hands-on. I hire people who have that skill, and okay. they're on my payroll. I'm not going to pay them just to finish a job and then not see them again. Right, right. So that's where my, my core values of my business come into play. Okay, okay. Uh, um, now, 
Tell us about your latest job. I'm currently working on two remodels in San Antonio right now. Okay, so there's a little bit of a commute there. Correct. Okay. Uh, it's there's two remodels in in San Mark. I mean, sorry, San Antonio, and then there's a hopeful new build. It's a seven thousand square foot um, home that's uh, predicted to be built in two months, I believe, in Kyle, Texas. In Kyle. It's a $1.2 million project. Oh, okay. So, so you must bid for that or let right. know the GC, go to the GC and say, I'm available to do this, these are my, right. these are my services. So usually when a project has a general contractor, they would consider me as the master sub. Ah, oh, I've never heard that term. So Master we, sub, okay. And I save a lot of people money by bringing myself to the table because you're, I'm not charging a percentage on top of a guy who does the work for X amount of dollars. Right. So if I'm going to charge you, I'm going to charge you what I know the price is going to be, and I pay the labor rate, and the the profit margin is a lot minimal as that you would pay for a subcontractor to a GC. Okay. So, so if I'm a GC and do the work itself, I'm not taking extra money from the client that doesn't need to be paid out. Oh, I like this. I like this. Okay. So you have a project in San Antonio, one in San Marcos, and then you have something that's coming up in, uh, did you say Kyle? It's in Kyle, yes. Okay. It's supposed to start the end of February, beginning of March. Okay. It's a 7,000 square foot residential home, which I'm hopeful. Of course, sounds like <clears> a real <throat> challenge, too. Yeah. Okay. All right. Now, uh, to our to our podcast listeners, we are talking with Dominic Galindo, and he is a general contractor. He is a GC. He is a construction guy, and he is telling us about his life, where he was born in awesome Austin, Texas, went to high school at Del Valley, and served his country in the Air Force, and now runs his own a construction company and has for the last 10 years and he's doing quite well in life and we're very happy to have him here at the Possum Trot Studios. Now Dominic have I got this all right? Am I doing okay here with laying out your life here? Yeah so far so good except for one year in 2014 I actually became a car salesman. You became a car salesman. Yeah, it actually helped me out to have my sales pitch to speak to people a little bit more. Okay, I like yeah. that. I like that. Yeah, I actually did a one year of car sales. I actually started out in, um, um, there's a little car dealership on the Motor Mile here in Austin that I don't want to mention, but nonetheless, uh, they're there, and I actually ended up leaving them and going to another car dealership uh, further on down the line. But at that actual experience helped me able to close deals, talk to people, understand what their needs and wants are. Because and of the sales techniques that you learned. That's correct. But now you're applying it to my your, business. To your business. And the name of your company again is Valiant Works, LLC. Valiant Works. And this is great. This mm -hmm. is fantastic. Now you have some real stick-to-itiveness, and you were telling me a story earlier, and I'd like for you to repeat <laughs> that story All right. because it, it, it indicates a lot about you as a person and okay. how it applies to the construction business. And it was the your application for, and I'll let you tell the story. The application uh, for, uh, we have our core values, 
and uh, no, no, the uh, the situation to be a uh, air traffic controller. You had to make take a test. Oh, yes. Uh, in the military, I did not know that the Air Force had a special operations group. Okay. Now there's combat controllers and pararescuemen. Mm-hmm. I had no idea that they existed. I just thought that Navy SEALs and Green Berets were the only special operations that we had. Okay. I didn't know that Marines had a force recon at the time. I didn't know that Rangers were separate than Delta Force. I didn't know that Navy SEALs had CBs who were a different type of special operations force. Yes. And Air Force has combat controllers and pararescuemen. I trained to become a combat controller. So I was a CCT, the combat control trainee. Right. The first two years of training, I actually ended up going to... Um, Air Traffic Control School, which I graduated, and then I and where was that? Where was that was actually in Biloxi, Biloxi, Mississippi, Keister Air Force Base. Okay, so the Air Traffic Air Force Air Traffic Control School is, is in, Biloxi, correct, Mississippi. Oh, okay, correct. And that's where I actually got picked up uh, to train as a combat control trainee. Okay, combat control, control trainee. trainee. Okay, correct. this. Okay, we're warming so, up to the story. It's a good story. <laughs> I, there's a, a prerequisite test that you can actually do before you actually get accepted into this training. Okay, that's, that's natural. Let's so, see how you, know, you do. So, you got to swim a thousand meters right. in under 30 minutes. Okay. You got to run a mile and a half in 10 and a half minutes. Okay. You got to do 15 pull-ups in a minute. Right. 50 sit-ups in two minutes, 50 push-ups in two minutes. And 50 flutter kicks where you lay on your back and you kick your legs up in the air and you count four times and that counts as one. So you have to do 50 of those. So all in all, in between all of those, you get maybe a minute break or two minute break. Right, right. To do this test. And you have to do, right before you do the 1,000 meter swim, you have to do an underwater 25 meter swim. Mm -hmm. Well, I took this test not once, not twice, not three times. But four times before I actually passed this test. Four times. Four times. And that is a drive where I don't quit oh, until yeah. I get the job done. And I'm sure the officers who were the teachers, <laughs> the, the professors who were monitoring you, appreciated that. And that applies in your life now. You don't quit. You no. just keep at it. You just got to keep going. And as a matter of fact, inside the schoolhouse, once I graduate, once I passed the test and got accepted into the school, um, there's a little sign above the door where you walk out. It says, never quit. Never quit. Yeah. And that was still, it was driven into my brain to never quit until the job is done. Right. right. Keep going. If you have breath in your lungs, keep going. Keep going. If you've right. got energy in your legs, you can still walk. Well, Doug the neighbor's great phrase is, the, the greatest <laughs> word in the English language is done. D-O-N-E. Is, <laughs> is it done? Is the, are the dishes done? Yes, done. Okay. Mm -hmm. uh, the bed made, done. The car clean, done. Yeah. Not working, yeah. but done. Right. Yeah, so the greatest, and that's very, very a good story on your aspect, and it helped you in the learning process for you to while you're in the military, and then to, to approach your uh, endeavor and in, in running your own business. Yes, it's it's actually helped me a lot in my life. That um, the military experience alone was just a, a learning curve for myself. I mean, just knowing what I have 
inside mm-hmm. of me built, that's instilled in me. Who, who you are. Yeah. So just, just who are you, mm-hmm. you know, and, and testing yourself. You mm-hmm. know. Would you recommend the military to young people? I actually would recommend it highly to everyone to actually join so they can learn something, uh, but they're not learning at home or that they can't get in a college. And they can't get in the cause. Yeah. And it's also serving your country. Absolutely. It's 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 for a cause. It's not just because the price of freedom is not free. Not free. Never. I mean, it's it's earned. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I I recommend everyone who has the ability to join the military to join it. Uh, you can do a two-year stint in the Army, a four-year stint in the Air Force, mm-hmm. six-year mm-hmm. stint. I mean... Go and join the military and learn something. You you can do that. I mean, do, you don't have to learn just to shoot a gun because some they give you that ability because that's a new right that you don't. If you're afraid to shoot a gun, you, they won't require you to shoot a gun. Right, right, right. So learn learn computers. Learn learn how to do service. Learn how to do. Um, you can be a cook. You can be services. Mm-hmm. You can be an air traffic controller. Mm-hmm. Um, but th- there's so many disciplines that the military there, uses. There's all aspects of discipline. I mean, even in being a, an infantryman, you're learning something about brotherhood. If you didn't have that in your life, you know, you learned that the camaraderie. Right. So teamwork. Yes. Teamwork. So you can't do something by yourself. You may be that focal point to where the job needs to get done, but it's not just you. Right. So right, right, right. That's actually very interesting. Very, very, and a nice, very nice, nicely said. No. Very nice. Very and nice. I apply that to my business to this day because I cannot get the job done by myself. Right. And I can't do a Doug the Neighbor podcast without you sitting here. So I'm That's... very appreciative of you coming here as my neighbor and telling your great story. Thank it's you. absolutely lovely and very inspirational and patriotic of what you are saying, mm-hmm. you know, and certainly appreciate it. Now, Let's get back to your construction aspect. You know that Austin is booming. Yes, and it's a very competitive market. Very competitive market. So uh, do you have trouble uh, finding craftsmen because uh, because of the boom? Uh, I don't have trouble finding craftsmen. I have oh, okay. trouble finding the investors to invest in me to do the projects for them. Oh, I see. I, I, I mean, I have... Clients, every, customers, clients. Right. I have every trade possible. I have every tool possible that we, we can get a job done. Right. right. I have trouble trying to find the client that's actually going to utilize my skill. Okay. Because I think just by word of mouth, I'm only known. But I, don't, I do very minimal advertising. Mm-hmm. So, because um, when I'm done... I mean, I'm doing the job, so once I get done, I can't be on the job and then go look for work. So when I'm right. done with the job, then I yes, go. because yes. I'm in control of the job. I have to make sure it goes to based on my standards because that comes into where my core values come into play. Right, right. Because I have the integrity to finish the job and do the job properly. Right. Because I have a versatile skill, which is another core value of mine because we are a versatile company. We do well, everything. Right, We right. don't do just Force. We don't do just painting. We don't do just framing. We don't do just drywall. We do top to bottom, everything. Right, right. And you've been doing it for 10 years. Right. And the third core value that I have is because I'm committed to the client. <clears throat> to whatever the client wants. Right. So when I'm committed, I stay there until the job is done. Right. And which therefore leads to me being looking for another job or another investor, another client. Right. Because they've already found another tradesman. Right, right. 
So it's the constant hustle. <clears throat> and as your word spreads soon, and I'm sure it's happening now, the, instead of making phone calls out trying to get work, you start getting phone calls coming back to you uh, because they wish to remodel something or rebuild something or Correct. they've got a lead for something. Correct. So it's the constant uh, making phone calls out and then waiting for the phone calls to come back in. Correct. And you're the boss, and so a lot of sleepless nights. Yes. <laughs> That's correct. Like today, today's a muggy day. We were supposed to uh, paint prep. Uh-huh. You can't paint prep and add caulking to an exterior building if it's there's moisture in the air. Because, moisture in the air. Because the caulking will not adhere. So right. that's just a tidbit. <laughs> right, right. Well, that's very interesting. That's very interesting. They're here in awesome Austin, Texas during the winter, excuse me, during the summer when it's stinking <clears throat> hot here. And then you can do certain things. And then during the, the winter or a cold period, raining, like it's a little bit of drizzle now, mm-hmm. you just can't do certain things. That's so correct. weather becomes a certain aspect for mm-hmm. how you get the job done. Yep, weather does play a, a, a factor in our production roles. And you just keep going. Just got to keep going. Just, What's next? That's right. Now, <laughs> very, very interesting <clears throat> aspect of your life. Now, and it must be very stressful, but you're a pretty happy guy sitting here. You seem pretty happy. You got a nice smile, yeah. you know. Uh, do you have any hobbies that you uh, do when you've got a down moment or anything? I actually do. Go, uh, please tell us. Uh, I am an actor. You an actor? Oh my God! With that smile of yours, to our podcast listeners, Dom Galindo is Dominic Galindo is sitting right here, and he's got a nice big smile, and uh, <laughs> and yeah. he's a nice big guy. He's a big guy here. So tell us about your acting. Um, I guess my most recent role um, would be on Queen of the South in season three. I did four episodes in that. Queen of the South. On USA Network. On the USA Network. That's beautiful. Mm-hmm. That's great. And they were shot shot here in Austin, Texas? Actually, they were shot in Dallas, Texas. Oh, so you went up to Dallas to mm-hmm. shoot that. I did. Oh. I auditioned here in Austin uh-huh. at Beth Sepko's casting. Um, uh-huh. And I actually auditioned for two parts there that day. Um, I ended up landing that role uh, for Queen of the South. And I got two auditions tomorrow that I have to do. Okay, now what was the name of the casting agency here in awesome Austin, Texas? Beth Sepco Casting. Beth Sepco Casting. Mm-hmm. And she cast you to be in, uh, for, had you come into her office for an audition, right? Is right. that how it works? Or yep. is it now Zooming or something? Uh, no, well, before all this hit, uh, COVID-19 hit, yes, I actually went into their office and ended in front of the camera in person uh, audition. Right. And <coughs> Queen of the South, who's the star of that? Um, Alice Braga. She was in I Am Legend uh, with Will Smith. Oh, okay. So, and you had four, did you say four episodes of that? I, it was, I believe it's four episodes, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. All right. Now, that's terrific. <coughs> and then you said you have some auditions in the next day or two? Yes, they're due tomorrow, as a matter of fact. Okay. That's terrific. And, and now, how long have you been doing this acting? Actually, I've been doing acting. Actually, when I was when I hit a rut right before, I think it was in 2013, I believe it was. I just woke up one day and I said, "Hey, <clears throat> I got to do something better with my life. I right. can, this is just I got to do something else. I can't just sit here and not do nothing. What else can be done?" Right. And you said you've been doing construction <laughs> for the last ten years. So that's 2010. Right. So in 2013, I said. Um, 
Let me try acting. Why not? Uh, this is America. So I looked up on the computer and I started looking what needs to be done, ins and outs of what's a slate. I didn't even know what a slate was. Yeah. And then I, I said, okay, well, that's pretty easy. Um, so I went to an audition um, and I landed the role right off the bat. Like, Excellent. No training whatsoever. <laughs> I don't know if it was just the way I looked or what, but... <clears throat> You got the job. That's all the count. <laughs> I did. I did get the job. I landed the part. Um, it was for uh, a UT student uh, thesis. Um, I ended up playing a dad. Mm-hmm. And come to find out, the dad role happened to be something that I actually lived with. So I had to play my dad. Oh, okay. So, little, little. Um, so he, he was a businessman, and he had to make a deal with his son that... Yada yada yada. None, right. none, nonetheless, it was called "Play for the Table." Right. Um, it was a deal to sell a pool table. Is what this movie, little small short film, was about. Sure, sure, sure. UT, University of Texas Austin, mm-hmm. film student, <clears throat> learning how to do his craft. You're learning how to do your craft on your first job. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And you got the leading role. Yeah, that was pretty much it. And uh, that, after that, I said, "Okay, well." Then this is it. This is the. This and is you did be my mention. Hobby. Then you did mention that you worked as a car uh, salesman, and that is presenting yourself to a uh, a customer selling a product, whether Correct. you're an actor selling emotion or selling something, something, something. So Correct. That, that's excellent. That's excellent. Now, have you done any commercials? I've done forward commercial but that was for a local gig so if you see on the local commercials and stuff like okay that. any of the companies i would recognize um it was a uh, truck city ford down in buta but oh, uh, oh. that was like that was in 2014 oh okay so, so but the answer is you have done commercials yeah. and tv I, shows i did a commercial for um uh, laredo tacos oh okay um, um i think it was a web commercial or a web commercial i don't know how you pronounce that but uh, right um, I did. I was one of the uh, the lead talents in that commercial, but I never got to see that commercial. I never. I never what came about. But. It's probably one of those things that's out there forever, and uh, somebody's going to uh, say hello to you and say, "Hey, aren't you the guy in Laredo Tacos?" Yeah, <laughs> yeah that, huh? that was my other commercial. I did that commercial, and then um, shortly thereafter that, I landed the role in uh, Queen of the South. Mm-hmm. Well, that's terrific. That's terrific. Mm-hmm. Now, you know that Doug the Neighbor was an actor for many years in uh, New York City, and I have done feature films, TV commercials, and stage. So have you done any feature films <clears throat> yet? Actually, I'm currently working on one where um, I'm one of the supporting actors in um, the film called um, On American Soil. Okay. It's going to be uh, written by Michael J. Garcia here in Austin, Texas. So it's coming. It's coming. There's three films proposed for this year, but um, due to COVID-19, we couldn't. Right, right. We were supposed to start it last year. Right, right. Well, you tell the director if he needs somebody (laughs) with a deep voice and a beautiful face and a full head of hair and a flat stomach, (laughs) Doug the neighbor is ready. (laughs) And you can check me out on IMDb. All right. Okay. Now, do you know the five? rules of acting i can't say that i do well let doug the neighbor give you some free advice (laughs) for a dollar and there we go the first rule of acting is show up on time yep okay i think that's in general purpose anywhere yes but you would be surprised the number of actors who don't follow the five rules of acting and these are actually legendary rules 
from uh, early Hollywood. Okay. The next one is know your stuff. Okay. You must know your stuff. Okay. The third one is don't bump into the furniture. <laughs> okay. Which mean the lights and that sort of stuff. Yes. Okay, the lights, you know, because you have to know where you are, what you're doing, things. Mm -hmm. The uh, fifth, fourth one is keep your mouth shut. It's the director who is in control. He has, he doesn't want your opinion. He just wants you to show up on time, know your stuff, don't bump into the furniture, and keep your mouth shut. Okay. We, we know this, okay? Mm -hmm. You are not the director and the other actors are under stress trying to learn their lines and do the job correctly. Keep your mouth shut, right? Yeah. And the last one is very a very important one. Do not eat the bagels. And you may ask, why? Well, it's real simple. When you are on a movie location or a commercial, there's always something called craft services, a nice big long table full of food. And there's always those nice warm bagels right there with cream cheese and a cup of coffee early in the morning. Don't eat the bagels. And here's why. Those bagels taste great. But in the mornings, usually you do the rehearsals, camera setup, blah, 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 and you start shooting in the afternoons. And if you have had a bagel or two bagels sitting in your stomach and they're feeling like lead, and you're now going into the second, third, and fourth, and fifth takes or shots in the afternoon, there's no energy in your body because there's no energy in bagels. They're just warm, lovely, and taste good. Especially those raisin cinnamon bagels. Mm -mm -mm. I love them with cream cheese. <laughs> so don't eat the bagels. Wait till the shoot is finished, then you can have all the bagels. Yeah. So how do those five rules of acting sound? The first four was pretty much already knew. I did not know anything about the bagels, but now I know. <laughs> <laughs> now you know. <laughs> it all has to do with that energy level mm -hmm. late in the afternoon when you're working on take number 21, shoot number three, blah, 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 mm -hmm. and you're tired and you need the energy. There's no energy in bagels. You could have ruled a thumb. I did not know that. <laughs> Excellent. Okay. Now, Thank you. You said that you also play a musical instrument. Yes, I play the saxophone. It, it's a little rusty, but uh, I think uh, hopefully 2021 will allow me some more time to actually... Well, that's good. Now, did you take lessons when you were in high school? Or I, I actually, when I was in sixth grade, I was actually in the band. In the band? And that's all I did. That's all you did? Yeah, huh? that's all I did. It was one year, and I never picked it up after that, And which is kind of funny because... 20 years later um, is when I actually picked it back up mm -hmm. after I stopped playing it. Um, I stopped playing it out of, out of the book. I didn't. Right, yeah. and 20 years later, I found a music shop and I bought a saxophone. And the first day I bought it, I played literally for about four hours straight. Oh, my gosh. Just it Was it naturally in you? Yeah. I played it for four hours straight. Like, my mouth was raw the next day. And I was just like, oh, my God, what did I do to myself? But I was... Blowing that horn, I was making my sister have a headache, and I didn't even realize it. I was just, I was, it was, mm, what was coming time. out. Yeah, it was coming out just like naturally. Um, and then uh, I just, we started singing in the church band. She, she's the lead singer in the church band, and I started playing the saxophone with the band. And 
And then all of a sudden I just stopped because I had to concentrate on work. So. Concentrate on work. But in 2021, you're going to get out that saxophone and, and go again, right? Yeah. And you see, the thing is, as an actor, and you list that on your skills that you can play a saxophone, yep. th that will only increase <clears throat> the parts that you can get. Correct. You know? So I love that. That's absolutely great. That's good. Now, can you sing? You've got a great voice. I, I, I don't sing. My, I have two sisters that can sing. Oh, okay. I have two sisters that can sing. As a matter of fact, uh, one of my sisters, she's already has two songs out. Well, good. They're on um, Spotify right now. Spotify. What are the names of the, of uh, the song? They're uh, local, regional um, songs. One is Soy Mujer, which I actually wrote. Okay, <laughs> Dom, this is great. Now you're writing songs. Yeah, and then the next one is, um, I can't remember the name of this. Okay, and what is your sister's name? If we uh, wish uh, to go to Spotify or uh, iTunes, name, how would we find her? Her name is listed as Amanda G. Amanda G. Mm -hmm. Just the letter G? Mm -hmm. Okay, we will look for her. She's got two songs on Spotify, and uh, she just recently released uh, the second video about a month ago. Oh, on YouTube uh, videos? On? YouTube videos as well, yes. Well, Amanda G. Oh, well, Doug the Neighbor would will look her up, mm -hmm. and we will uh, would love to interview her. Sure. We'd love to interview her. She's, she's making it work in the arts world, the uh, creative world. Here in Austin, is mm -hmm. she here? Um, down in uh, Buda, Kyle area. Down in Buda, Kyle. To our podcast listeners, Buda and Kyle are just down I-35, about uh, 40 miles outside of town. No, that's a more like maybe... 15 minutes just south of Slaughter. 15 minutes at 60 miles an hour, though, on I-35, if it's moving. <laughs> that is true. That uh, is true. To our podcast listeners around the world, I-35 <laughs> is part of the interstate and traffic, traffic, traffic. Okay. It's always a good laugh. Now, Dom, we have had a lovely time chatting with you, and this has been absolutely fantastic. And you have led a very, very interesting life. Now, what words of wisdom would you give to a young person who is starting out in life and needs a little guidance? What, what wise words would you give to them? What would you say to them? Don't quit. Don't quit. Keep Good. going. Keep going. The more you hit it, the more, the more times you keep striving at it. Like a water droplet on a rock, the water's always going to win. But you just kind of keep going at it. Just keep, don't just, quit. Don't quit. Wise, wise words. Now, do you have a personal motto? Doug the Neighbors is uh, laughter is the best medicine. We've always felt that uh, if we can get someone to have a little giggle in life, that their day improves. Um, I really n never had a model, but other than just to never quit. And those, those three uh, uh, things that uh, are oh, the my rules core, of my, your company? My, my core values, um, integrity first. You've got to be honest with yourself. Right. You've got to be honest with everything that you do, because even if you think that you, nobody's looking, somebody's always watching. Somebody's always watching. Yeah, no matter what it is, you just, just keep it inside you then. Is this the right thing to do? Yes. Then do it. Okay. Um, the second, second core value that I got is versatility. Um, I've grown to learn a lot of different traits. Right. So I'm very versatile. Right. I, I do a lot of stuff. I can't, I can, I know how to cook. <laughs> Construction, <laughs> saxophone, writing songs. Uh, you're doing pretty good so far. Yeah. I have a lot of hats that I wear. 
So okay. Versatility. So versatility and then commitment. I mean, if you want to do something and execute it, you got to make sure you're committed to it. Don't, because if you leave it half done, don't, 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 have, do don't, don't half-ass it. Don't half-ass it. <laughs> that sounds pretty military. <laughs> don't half-ass it. Get it done. Get it done. <laughs> Commit to it and complete your project. Don't, don't. Okay, so what are those three again? Integrity, versatility, and commitment. Absolutely fantastic. To our podcast listeners around the world, we have been interviewing, and as a guest here to the Possum Trot Studios, Dominic Galindo from here in awesome Austin, Texas. And his story has been just fantastic. The entrepreneurial aspect, the creative aspect, and just been a great time visiting with him over some Dr. Pepper at the Possum Trust Studios. Galinda, Dominic, thank you very, very much for coming. We certainly enjoyed you being here. Thanks for having me, Doug. <laughs> it was awesome. I, I never really done a podcast before in my life, so um, I, I'm actually intrigued. Okay, all right. You were a little nervous in the beginning. How do you feel now? Yeah, pretty comfortable, actually. It feels like I'm behind a camera. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. To our podcast listeners around the world, it's obvious that Dominic Galindo takes his A, B, and K vitamins, the Karma vitamins, always be kind. Thank you for listening. Call your mother. Make her smile. All the best.